Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. We'd like to thank our patrons for making these things possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Frog Shark, Robin Mims, Thomas Wayne Haley, Rip Rex, and Tim Demuse. We'd also like to honor the memory of Wesley Sullivan. Now, let us listen. So last time on Dungeon Ball Z, we had our group of Taraxian knights traveling southward, nearly to Obscura around the Ironhurst Mountains, when all of a sudden there was a great shaking quake that lasted a very long time. And they noticed over the next few days that the stars began to change their positions along with the moon. Unsure of what this would mean, they began making greater haste towards Zangwin. A few nights later, Adira, in an attempt to try and understand Taraxis better, hypnotized herself to access the memories from when she touched him before. This caused her to convulse once again, and Baron, having heard the thud, came to help, but in inadvertently came into contact with her long enough for him to give her a memory and to transfer whatever was happening to her into him. He thusly fell in convulsion as Kumiho tried to aid Dira. As the party came together, Baron was unconscious, Adira groggy but righted quickly. They now seek a way to heal Baron of any damage he may have sustained from this interaction and to perhaps prevent him from uh, suffering a terrible fate. We continue now with Tracy playing Adira and Don playing Kumiho. As the night has come to an end, Baron still hasn't awoken. I think when Adira wakes up, um, she'll like make sure that, you know, he's still covered, adjusted, whatever comfortable uh, position as possible, probably bathes his head with a cool rag, that kind of thing. Um, she's extremely concerned at this point. Like this, this is, this is her greatest fear uh, come to realization here that some Somebody coming in contact with her has done great harm. So she's being very attentive to him. All right. Kumiho and Aristia, the Asmodian cleric traveling with them, went to bed so that they could focus on their prayers in the morning and call, pow call the power of their gods to bear in an attempt to heal Baron. Clint spent the rest of the night in the main hall, poring over books and in a hope 
to find something that, should the magic fail, would succeed in healing Baron. Kumiho, it is the morning for you. You awaken. Okay. Um, and I don't know how you guys do it. I've heard some people do it to where, like, an hour after rising, I have to, like, meditate. And okay. Yeah, and, uh, it, it takes an hour to prepare your spells. Okay. So, yeah, I will do that um, and uh, prepare spells. Um, and, uh, I'm just going to say right now, I am preparing, um, which ones did I choose? Okay. I have, uh, prepared, uh, I have less weapon at the ready if there's going to be combat today, but, uh, in the, in the meantime, he's prepared, uh, lesser restoration, which, uh, may help. Um, and, and then, just as a note, you don't have to prepare all of your spells at once. You can spend 15 minutes later to prepare a spell in an empty slot that you leave open. Oh, okay. Uh, it's usually best to leave those open for utilities. Have yeah, yeah, your okay. I didn't know I could. I thought it was like, spells. Oh, and, okay. But not ready. I mean, this is my first paladin, so I thought I had to like declare these are the no. ones. Okay. Uh, any any, any prepared speaker. caster in, in, in this system. You can prepare all your spells at the beginning of the day if you wish, and it takes an hour no matter how many spells you are able to prepare. Mm -hmm. But you can choose to leave some slots blank if you wish. Okay. And then later say, oh, you know what? We need a spell to help with the skill check, so let me take 15 minutes to prepare this one spell in that slot. Okay, well then I... Since I've already declared it, I do have less restoration and bless weapon, but uh, I will leave the other ones open to something. I have a couple ideas that may help uh, if it comes to that. All right. So after an hour, uh, you and Aristia both at nearly the same time uh, exit heading into the main hall. Mm -hmm. Clint is there, uh, a small plate of... Uh, biscuits by his side and a and a cup of tea with a, over a dozen books splayed out across the table one in front of him uh he looks quite tired but uh attentive still uh kumiho will go to go to clint your watch is over my friend we will see to her you you need to get some rest we will look in on baron it's um if the magic doesn't work, um, call me, uh, wake me up. It, it will be fine. Uh, I found some things that may at least aid in his recovery. That sounds delightful. We will let you know as soon as we know. Thank you. Uh, here, he'll, he'll turn a book around. And he's like, should, should he awaken, but be unstable, soft restraints, um, don't, don't force him and try not to allow him to harm himself. There's some instructions there. And he'll hand you a book open to a particular page. Okay, uh, he'll immediately, can we immediately put uh, a, a napkin in that spot so he doesn't lose the spot in the uh, book. Thank you, very, very astute. I wish you the best of luck. I will try and get some rest. And he'll kind of shuffle off. 
he doesn't even like go back to his room. There's like a a Shah's lounge or whatever it's called, like nearby that he just like plops down into. Uh, Kumiho make sure he's got a, at least a blanket over him and uh, go and uh, knock softly on Adira's door. I think the door will still be open. Um, she would be sitting on the side of the bed. She's she's up. She's fully dressed. Um, is sitting on the side of the bed, just kind of trying to to keep him comfortable and and watch over him. Uh, Ristia, you are prepared? Yes, I have one preparation. I can spend some time to do another if it's needed. Same. Good morning, Adira. How do you feel this morning? I'm okay. I'm not not the concern here. Any change? None. And uh, Camille will go and stand on the other side of the bed uh, looking at... um, uh, Baron. Uh, he he looks as though asleep. Though um, you may be familiar with uh, REM, he is he is not in a state of REM. Uh, just still, Aristia will approach, and uh, she will cast uh, over him a. Dull red light legs at her hand uh, as she touches his forehead. And you notice that there is a slight change. Uh, when she does so, he takes a sharp, uh, in a sharp breath of air and shudders a bit. And then, but otherwise seems to still be unconscious and uh, mostly unresponsive. Um, what check can I do to uh, gain some knowledge as to his uh, status before I do my thing? Um, you could do heal. Okay. Oh, so seven. I think that's what I got last time. Um, no, no survival before. Okay, uh, so no, I guess I don't learn. It was a seven total. Seven total, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're not really sure. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll ask from a mechanic standpoint. Um, will he need to be doing a save anytime soon to break himself out of this? If I can ask that. Uh, no, this is no. this is based on other factors. OK, so cool. I won't use uh, my spell. I had uh, in in uh, at the ready was word of resolve and I get a, a to reroll a failed save against the charm or fear effect with a bonus. Um, part of the paladin thingy, but if that's not the case here, he's he's just lost now. <laughs> he's um, and I just closed my character sheet. That's smart. Um, I I don't know what we can do for him. It seemed to have some effect. Yeah, this spell did something. Perhaps if you were to use yours. Uh, very well. Um. Well, uh, uh, lesser, lesser restoration. Restoration. Thank you. I, I almost said resuscitation. Uh, <laughs> lesser resuscitation. <laughs> when you can't be bothered to bring them back. Yeah, you can inhale, box. but you can't exhale. <laughs> uh, um, Lung okay. explosion. 
Yeah, so, all right, I will cast uh, over him, uh, hands out, kind of hands glow with a bit of gold. Um, would, would you like to roll the d4, or would you like me yeah. to roll the d4? Um, I trust you better, actually. Yeah, I was just kind of narr- uh, just kind of giving a little flavor since you did for hers. Uh, so his, okay. when he when he casts his hands, just kind of glow a little gold. Okay. So once again, he takes a deeper breath and something has changed. You're not entirely sure what, but something has changed. He seems more relaxed, less tense. His breathing is deeper now. His toes have uncurled? Well, his toes are uncurled. <laughs> uh, yeah, right idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, he he just seems like a little more slumped, a little more less completely unresponsive and a little more unconscious, okay. like a little more asleep. But he's still not waking up with well, a spells shape. are doing something, but again, I think so. OK, and uh, he will cast Lesser Restoration again. Uh, same thing. Gold hands. So did you prepare it twice or did you? Uh, oh, no. Um, are you God taking 15? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll spend 15 minutes like pacing, just looking kind of like that montage of uh, a, a sick person or a comatose patient just walking around trying to figure. So, yeah, he's going to spend some time, 15 minutes concentrating. Um, uh, you know, he knows he doesn't have much as the way of uh, magic. He's definitely more of a martial character but he's just contemplating thinking and this is what must be done he must by any means necessary and uh yeah so 15 minutes will pass and he'll cast it again all right so you cast it again and uh baron will jolt up out of the bed with a deep inhale with a with a deep gasp well like adira's still sitting on the side of the bed next time so when he comes up she'll probably like put her hands on the shoulders to kind of steady him. She does have her gloves on. All right. So he, he jolts up out of the bed, his eyes his, his eyes wide and darting around. He just what's he? And he looks around. Give me sense motives. Oh. A 23. <laughs> 12. All right. So Adira his eyes as they, they they meet yours and nervously dart over towards Kumiho and then Aristia, you don't see any recognition in them. Um, okay. So, uh, something is still wrong. Hey, who, who are all of you? And uh, where am I? It's all right, sweetheart. Um... Okay, so my name is Adira, and we've been traveling together about a month, but something happened to you, and uh, it's it's evidently affected your memory. Where, where is... Uh, where's Caven? I don't know who that is, sweetie. Caven, my brother, where, where, where are you? Where, who, who are all you, and where the hell am I? We're about halfway between uh, Starlight and uh, Sanguine. No, 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 that's, that's not possible. 
Well, it, it is. You you came to Starlight in search of an object that... Uh, I've never been to Starlight. That's way in the south. Uh, Where do you think is. you should be? Okay, maybe some... I'm at home. All right. All right. Uh, it, a... He obviously and woke he's... up, but he does not have his memories back. Maybe they're more magic something? Ar- Aristia thinks to herself. It's like... I think I might know something that would help, but it's beyond my power. What is it? Some casters have a way of dredging up missing memories, fixing lost things. Well, I can try to do that without magic, but I don't know how well that's going to work. Well, it puts you you in danger of your being in magic and what the. This, and okay, he's sorry, so sort of scrambling up and making his way to like, like tr- trying to dash for the door. Okay, calm down. If you if you want to go outside, we we can go outside. But I need you to stay calm, sweetheart. Uh, make me a diplomacy check. I have the diplomacy. Hold on. <laughs> a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay, so he's still like, kind of like hops out of the bed and like tries to get past Aristia um and she's not wielding a weapon or train so there's just not much she can really do um so he he dashes for the door it, it eats up most of his movement because he was effectively prone and <laughs> uh and uh kind of moving through all of you uh so three AOOs are any of you armed Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not actually going to attack him. I'm just. I mean, I a, have my gauntlet on, but yeah, like, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not going right. to attack this man. Um, I have a natural attack. So he, he gets okay. to the door um, mm-hmm. and uh, y'all can roll initiatives or pick what order y'all want to go in if you'd like, given the circumstance. Uh, I do it first. I'm fine with. So I'm taking it her her diplomacy check, even though it was very good, had no effect on him. Yeah, he. So, you're, you're taking a big ass penalty right now because he doesn't know you, and you're telling him things he doesn't believe. So, um, being that uh, that uh, <laughs> she knows that it's the whole Traxxas thing that affected him. It's not her power that caused it. Like, it was the conduit of it, but it wasn't the power itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just going to rip off her glove and grab his hand and try to show him the memory of of, of what happened. Uh, give me a will save. Like, not the, the Taraxis memory, but the memory of him being right. ill and, and whatnot. So that is 14 plus 5 and 19. 19. All right. Yes. Let's give it a roll. Uh, high or low? Um, I always go high. Okay. So uh, you, uh, you feel a flash of memory uh, in your mind. Uh, you see... Once again, from a child's perspective, a young boy 
uh, seem to be sitting, uh, playing some sort of game revolving around marbles and uh, little pieces of wood with another boy who looks a bit similar uh, to Baron, but without the uh, without the more feyish features. Um, and he's a little bit older. He's probably about what Baron appears to be in age. But, uh, uh, your point of view is obviously from a young child. Right. Playing this game. And, uh, it's kind of nice. Like, it's a comforting memory. You can tell that much. Right. So you push as much of that particular memory as you can into him. But you do feel some other things get by. And he, like, kind of, like, disrupted by this. He, like, trips and falls and, like, just past the doorway. She'll try to catch him, keep him from hitting the floor. Uh, Make me a reflex save. Okay. It's an 18. 18. Okay, so already having your hand on him, this is fairly easy. He, he like, trips and falls, but you, like, hold him up to keep him from impacting hard, but he does still end up on the floor. Uh, and, like, she'll just look at him, then and she'll be like, I know you're scared, and you're confused, and I understand that. But you need to listen. I'm trying to explain to you what has happened to you. He's kind of curled up on the ground, uh, shivering. She'll go sit down by him. uh, He begins to cry. She'll sit down by him. And he just starts sobbing. uh, uh, Kind of lamenting that he, he wants his brother. And go ahead and make me sense motives. Okay. That would be an 18. Six. <laughs> okay. So, uh, neither of those are enough. So, we will continue with what we have here. So, uh, you're sitting next to him, and he is uh, quite tearful. Aaron. What do you do? Aaron, sweetie, I understand you want your brother. I don't know where your brother's at. I... I don't know your brother. I only know what was going on in our travels since we've met you. He continues to cry. Um, He doesn't seem like he's listening much, sort of. He's just got like this defeated demeanor to him. Can anybody and do any more of the spells? I something is still wrong. Maybe he's only part way there. Um, I I've casted it twice. Can Aristia cast again, or sh- I think I have I, one more spell for the day. I can give it another shot, but from my understanding, this likely isn't going to help him. Do we have any uh, wands of anything? I was looking through my inventory. I, I saw I have a campfire bead, um, but I didn't see uh, much in the way of wands. Does Adira have anything? No, she doesn't carry anything like that. Okay. Um, 
I don't think uh, Clint does. Let me double check. Nope. Okay. If he were in a calmer state of mind, I might be able to do something to help him. But with him riled up like this, there's there's nothing I can do. Um, that I can perhaps help with. Do you have drugs? I have a spell that I can prepare. Well, if you can get him calm and relaxed, I might be able to aid him, at least in helping him remember what has happened. Very well. Give me some time. Uh, Okay, while he's doing that, um, Kumiho has uh, the invisible guard standing uh, at the door, at the... At the the front breach. Yeah, I mean, uh, just standing there so uh, they, he can't just barrel past and get lost in the woods. That's uh, not ideal. So that's he's uh, directing him to do that. And uh, um, he's going over to the uh, table area and preparing just some sort of food. Um, just just getting a plate of food and he'll uh, come back with it and offer him anything. Look here, Baron. Kumiho's brought you some food. Are you hungry? He looks at you untrustingly. Uh, Kumiho will take a breakfast sausage or whatever and say, there's, there's nothing... Um, there were no alterations. It is just food. Food with friends. I don't know any of you. I know, sweetie. I don't know any of you. I know, sweetie. Um, We're trying to to help. We don't understand either, and we would like to. Let's work together to uncover this mystery. Baron, what's the last thing you remember, sweetheart? The Weinstead. What is is that? Uh, Kumiho, make me a uh, local check. You know, that's one of my few skill uh, knowledges. <laughs> oh, um, eight. You know what? No, I'm going to surge this. Like, okay, this is uh, some next world crap that Kumiho just does not understand. So, just a d6 of oh, Jesus. Okay, every time I try to narrate and sound cool, <laughs> well, on, on the upside, there's a hidden bonus for you. That hey, is he it won't get you a lot, but he's not an Abadarian, but you are familiar with the term Weinstead. Weinstead is a festival. Uh, it's It takes place in Caravel, uh, perhaps other places, you're not sure. Uh, but it's kind of localized to sort of like the northern and it's kind of speckled about the northern end uh, before you bridge over into the light side of the mountains uh and as its name implies it's a wine festival um they spend a lot of drinking having fun uh appreciating wine uh there's usually some sort of art fixture associated with it albeit simple but you're not sure of like the nuances of it you just you just know it's a thing yeah, well, Adira has no idea, so she likes. She's like, "What? What is that?" Okay, I do have one more spell. Um, I'm going to. Um, I think it's called Enhance Water. Give me a second. 
Um, yeah, I can turn water into an alcoholic beverage. I am going to turn it into a delicious red wine. Like, uh, uh, wine's dead, eh? Were you, you were celebrating? No, I was... I don't... I don't know what I was doing. Wait, is is this the celebration with the wicker statue? Yeah. Oh, sweetheart, Baron, how old are you? Uh, don't know. 60-somethings, I guess. Okay. Uh, you kind of broke up there. What was he that? said he doesn't know. 60-somethings, I guess. Okay, that's that's fine. Uh, you worried me there for a minute. Well, why? Well, because when I saw your memory, you were you were at this festival with the statue, but you were a child. You were little. He like looks at himself. I like starts taking stock of what's going on. He's just like, "Oh, how old am I?" Well, you're a grown-ass man, not a little boy. He, he just looks absolutely fucking mortified. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, fuck. Okay, sorry. Um, Adira shouldn't say those words in front of you now. All right. No, I don't think the language is what bothered him. I think, I think the fact that he realized he's... Okay. Probably about twice the age he was. Yeah, sweetie. Look, I can prove to you that you're dismissing memories. Will, will you come with me to back to the room for a moment? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, look, he, he, he look, seems dumbfounded. Look here. look here, baby. Look here. It's okay. I've raised five children. I can make sure you're safe and taken care of, but you need to trust me, okay? Make me a diplomacy check. A 22. Looks very reserved, but kind of like he like closes his mouth and nods. It doesn't like look look you in the eyes, though. So she'll stand up and she's she slid her, her glove back on by now, so she'll hold her hand out to him. He'll and take it. Like, now that he's paying attention and realizing, like, he's tall. And she's going to take him. It seems to bother him. She's going to take him over to the mirror where she dresses every morning. And be like, okay, see, you grew up and you seem to have forgotten it. No, no. And he, like, kind of, like, cups his head. He's like, no. No, sweetheart, it's going to be okay. Adira's going to help you, okay? How old am I? Well, sweetheart, I really don't know. I don't know much about Ogden. Um, uh, Kumiho? Uh, yeah, Kumiho's going to come over with a glass. Old enough for this. No, that is a- not going to help. You said to go get him in a good mood. Go get Clint. Pass me around in my own mansion, uh, and he'll <laughs> scurry back up. Uh, wake up, Clint, and he said, "Here, you can have this." Uh, Offer him the glass of thank, wine. Thank you. We have a situation. Adira said you can help. 
Ah, uh, okay, yes. Um, phenomenal. Uh, he, he stands up, like, kind of rubs his eyes, takes a sip, and follows you. And in the meantime, she's going to take Baron and, and have him sit down on the couch. And uh, he, he's like her to whole cry de- again. Yeah, she's trying to comfort him. Her whole demeanor has changed. He's a child now. Um, so she's addressing him as such. Hey, um, would any of you absolute fucking heroes happen to remember what I said his brother's name was? Because I didn't write it down. Kevin, 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 Kevin. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely sounded like Kevin, but it was a slightly altered Kevin. Okay. I, I just remember thinking it, it was similar to Craven. And it's like, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, Kevin. between Craven and Kevin. All right. Uh, I'm going to say it's Kevin. That sounds uh, cool. So, if, if it's not Kevin, it will be when you edit it. It will be when I edit it. Um, so, um, it's just like, like, Kevin. Like, what she's, if Kevin's she's, dead? she's got a blanket like over her shoulder and stuff so that she doesn't have to worry about contact, and she's kind of coddling him. And she'll be like, What What makes you think your brother's dead, sweetheart? He was, he was human. Oh, I see. I understand. Okay. Um, so, because you grow more slowly. Yes? I. Okay. Um, well, Clint's going to come talk to us, and he may be able to help us figure out about how old you are. He's a very smart man. And uh, we'll try to piece together what's happened since then. But uh, we need to make sure you take care of yourself. Is there anything at all that you would eat or drink for me? Shrugs. What's your favorite thing to eat? Kebab. Hearing that, Kumiho's running back out to the, the dining area looking for anything that could pass as a kebab. Well, I, mean, I think you can just tell your servants you want it and they'll make it. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like, you have standard food fare. Okay, so yeah, uh, you'll order a kebab for his friend. You will receive a kebab. kebab. And in the meantime, she's just like, Clint? Um, yes. Okay, so uh, Baron I, I thinks he... was a situation. There is a situation. Baron is awake, but he's lost most of his memory. He thinks he's only 60, and evidently that's a young child. Uh, Yes. um, And I have no idea how old he might be, so I don't know what type of gap we're talking about here. um, That can vary with Ogan. Sometimes they live absurdly long times. Uh, Sometimes they're closer to myself, I think. The fastest that I can age tell you, equivalent can, to a dwarf. I can tell you that he looked in the, in the memory that he's drawing from to be about eight, and he said he thought he was about sixty. Does that help? Uh, if that's the case, then he's significantly older than myself. But it's also possible that that's not accurate. 
Uh, from what I understand, Ogan can sometimes spontaneously accelerate uh, in their aging. It's difficult to tell. Um, okay. If I had can... to make An a estimate. guess based yes. off of his uh, pr our prior interactions, he never said so much, but mentioning various things in conversation with him, I'd guess him to be a little over 100 years old. Perhaps 120? Okay, so that's a pretty big gap of memory that's missing. Indeed. If he's aged evenly throughout his life, then I'd say even greater so. All right, well... Uh, Aristia is working on a way to calm him down so he's not so upset so that I could try to help him find some of these lost memories. But it's it's difficult when I'm not even sure what we're looking for. Indeed, he seems to be suffering from amnesia. Uh, this can be difficult from medical perspective some people recover their memories and some never do well if the memories are still in there at all theoretically I can access them yes the question is do they we're not quite sure but in the meantime Adira is going to take care of little Baron uh, yes of course uh, I'll See if I can find anything else about a uh, traumatic, uh, traumatic reactions uh, that cause. Well, I just fucking said the word amne amnesia. Uh, amnesia. Yes. You forgot amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can figure out anything else about right. cases on. Do you know uh, traumatic amnesia? Do you, do you know about how far we are from the village we were trying to get to? At the rate we've been making, uh, a full day of pushing travel uh, might land us there, perhaps tomorrow. Speaking of, perhaps we could move this conversation to the carriage. Uh, Baron, would, do you like to ride horses? Ain't never seen a horse. It's okay. You can see the horse. You can ride with Adira. She will take good care of you. It'll be fun, I promise. Yes, some nice fresh air may help you reorient yourself. And when we get to town, we'll buy you some toys. Would you like that? Uh, uh, I guess. All right. Also, as a note, um, doesn't this mansion kind of expire after? Uh... Yeah, you've uh, you went up a tier, so it lasts longer now. Okay, good. Okay, I just but, did. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you know, I, I suppose you... Adira will. She's already dressed and and everything, uh, but she will help him start getting ready to travel. Mm -hmm, same. Uh, when Kumiho. Um, Kumiho. Yeah. Uh, one one quick thing. Uh, 
the thing that y'all retrieved from Starlight. He's probably not in the best state of mind to interact with it because, well, he doesn't even remember it. Can you put it in the vault so it's safe until we get his memories back? Absolutely, yes. Um, And if he had any armor or anything, we should probably keep that away from him as well. Keep him comfortable in his sleep clothes. Well, I'm not going to let him travel in his pajamas. That would just be uncivilized. But put away his crossbow and things of that nature. Yes, uh, and on the way, I'm going to let you ride with him. I'm going to keep a close watch so we aren't ambushed with such a vulnerable passenger. Oh, he will be well protected. Yes, uh, I suppose I too will prepare for the broad journey. Somebody should let Aristia know. Of course. Uh, I can do that. I'll pass by. And so Clint uh, will leave the room. And you can hear like a knock and some muffled conversation. Baron, come with a deer. We're going to go and you're going to get dressed for the trip, okay? I can dress myself. I can dress myself. I'm I'm sure you can, but do you know where your room's at? (laughs) I woke up here. Uh, yes, this is my room. Now come with me. What was I doing in your room? You were sick and I was tending to you. Oh. Okay. Uh, he'll follow you. She'll take him to his room and and basically be like, okay, these are your clothes. <laughs> Right. Um I'll like take his shirt off and look at you awkwardly. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'll be on just the other side of the door. So uh when Kamiho woke up uh and he was praying and prepared his spells, he he was fully ready. He's dressed, ready to go. He's not in his uh gold key pajamas. Uh he's like go out, prepare sweet feet, prepare the uh carriage. All right. So when you walk outside. Oh no, is there no world? <laughs> it's, it's just a <laughs> nothing exists. Walk out, nothing exists, comes back, comes back in, goes, guess we're not going anywhere. <laughs> the, the world moves the whole away. Game, the whole game is in your mansion now. You've yeah. got fucking four hours to live. Uh, <laughs> That would be fucking terrifying. Just open the door, just the void of nothingness beyond. Just I, I, yeah, I think like a TARDIS opening up in out. space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that's not the case. Uh, when you step outside, you come to uh, a very quick realization that something has changed so ever so slightly. Something you haven't seen since the fourth or fifth day. Uh, traveling away from your homeland. And that is the amber and purple cresting of light on the horizon. Uh, Kumiho's going to freeze. Uh, Adira, Clint, Erisia, not Baron. (laughs) (laughs) We have much bigger problems right now. 
So can we even hear him inside the mansion? Yeah, the door is okay. open. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm like right at the door, so I don't know if I if I have to have even have stepped out to see this. But uh, he is uh, metaphorically scared shitless right now. The like, the concept of like dawn yeah. coming is not something in this world. Yeah. You 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 go to dawn. Dawn doesn't go to you. I'm isolating that, just... by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I realized like halfway through saying it, <laughs> I was like, I I need to finish it. Yeah, it's like uh, I I mean I mean uh, I grew up uh, in the Midwest, and when I first saw mountains, I was like literally transfixed. I couldn't stop staring at them the entire ride uh, up to them. Just the the concept of large forms of land. Uh, I understand the concept. But uh, twenty-year-old uh, Don uh, was was mesmerized. So I and so Kumiho right now his his eyes are are while they're adjusting to a, a different sort of light, even if it's a small amount, it's still that's that's slightly terrifying. Well, yeah, that's terrifying to him. He's just transfixed on this. Well, once Baron is dressed, I will I will take his hand and head downstairs. Uh, by the time you do, uh, both Clint and Aristia are all standing at the door with Clint just staring out, kind of in shock, basically. Like, they're all standing at the door, just staring like, out of it. Adira like, will just kind of, not like rude, rudely or harshly, but kind of push them aside and, and walk through to see what's going on out there. <laughs> you see the dawn. It's a very, very slow dawn. It's going to take a few days to actually happen, but. Like, I think she'll turn around and be like, um, is, is, is that the sun? Uh, Either a sun or a, a massive explosion on the horizon. Massive constant explosion. Um, a forest fire. The sun's not supposed to come to this side of the world. No, it's not. But the world's also not supposed to shake. I guess something shook loose. Uh, I... Then I fear about what will happen where we're going. Well, only one way to find out. Vampires and sunlight don't get along. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um... Well, I don't think there's anything we can do about it, so we best just get on the road and tend to our business. Yes. Because I don't know about any of you, but I don't quite think I'm powerful enough to hold the sun at bay. What if we cast darkness on the vampires? I'm sure they'll have some sort of precaution against that themselves. It's not as if it's rushing in right away. They'll have some time to prepare if they've taken notice. Yeah, we're going to have to assume that they've seen this. This would be hard to go unnoticed. We cannot waste a moment then. Well, I will summon the horses. Yeah! <laughs> and mount up and, and have Baron get up in the uh, behind me since he's... Uh, Eight. Iron seemed rather uncomfortable. What? Riding double? Not really. 
I said barren seems rather uncomfortable. Oh, I thought you said that, and I was like, why? <laughs> no, barren feels rather uncomfortable. Not the not riding double in no. general. Are, are, are you scared of the horse? I've heard that, uh, that people say that a horse kicking, yeah, they, you know, they say it hurts like a horse kicking you. The really horse bad. is not going to kick you because we're on top of the horse and its feet are down there on the ground. I guess. Would you feel safer if you rode in front so I could, like, keep you from falling off? Uh, he, sh- he shrugs nervously. All right, well, I'll put him in the front then. All right. So, like, then when she has the reins, her arms are on either side of him. Okay. Give him a little sense of security. And you ride on. I take it y'all are force marching again today? Yeah, we're trying to get to this town. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Full speed. Whatever it is. All right. So... Throughout the day, the light on the distance grows a bit brighter. Uh, The black of the sky (laughs) turns a dark, dark blue. And more color begins to permeate permeate the horizon, scouring over Voidosa and and cascading upon the Iron Sky or the Ironhurst Mountains to the west. I feel like at some point Adira's kind of going to be like, um, Clint. Yes. Okay, so I know from the Queen's memories that uh, there were certain plants that they wanted to grow in the garden that they ended up having to grow indoors because they couldn't handle the sunlight. What is this going to mean for the, well, the land here? I'm not sure. It will depend on a great deal, I imagine. Some some plants will likely die, or either that, or perhaps if they're simply unrelated in terms of their life cycle, perhaps they will be unharmed. But I know, I've known people to grow at least some horticulture from native to our side of the world on the light side. It's It's not unheard of, but... I can't say for all forms of flora or fauna. Seems like this would just be, could be very devastating for everything. Very much could be. I don't think we're going to be able to make it to Sanguine before the sun hangs high over our heads. Well, probably not. I'm just, I'm just concerned because if the sun's here, that logically would mean that the other side of the world doesn't have it. So this is not like a a regional effect. Indeed. I can't begin to fathom the repercussions of this, but as you said, there's little we can do to stop it. We suppose we need to hurry and see if we can get the idols you need to place on the spires 
is then perhaps it can be set back to the way it was. It would help if I had more of a clue as to what I was looking for. Look into your past doesn't give you very specific instructions. Much of your past lies in Helios. Yes. But even then, that's a past that was 3,000 years ago. Yes, this. I'm unfortunately at a loss. This has never happened before, to my knowledge. The closest thing being a powerful casting of a spell to make the night as light as the day over a small region. Uh, back during the first uh, rising of Sanguine. But even that was a, ultimately a failure. This just seems to keep getting more and more complicated. What about Saren Ray? What about her? We have champions of all the gods. Saren Ray is the goddess of the sun. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of going a little bit off Starfinder, so... Uh, what if her champion has some ability to bring the sun around or create an effect that mimics the sun? Well, then, I suppose that they ought to be doing that, but that's not going to make it dark over here unless they can, in fact, move the entirety of the sun. And that was Aristia. Well, either way, we have no idea who their champion is. And that would just be another needle in the haystack to try to find. I would think it more pertinent to push forward with what we know. Perhaps we'll pick up more information along the way. I don't think we have a choice. Vampires tend to have long lives if they do it correctly. They may have more knowledge than we do. That is my hope. Indeed, I believe the King Warren is several centuries old. Well, I don't know what our odds are being able to see a king, but maybe they have some kind of scholars or something of their own. Perhaps. Kings usually are not in the practice of just inviting anybody and everybody in to see them. No, but the courts of Sanguine, uh, one known as the First Fang, are all of similar age. Those that remain. Well, that's where we should start looking then. Indeed. Probably our best chance for answers on several things. But first, this inn or village or whatever it is we happen to be rolling on. I say we push it a little bit further if we're not here, if we don't arrive by time the horses are tired, I say we walk. You can summon those elementals. Well, I, you can't ride you, the elementals, but I've seen it's you not ride easy them. and people might fall off. But there are what other is, things maybe that... Okay, sorry. Maybe other options. <clears throat> Let me redact a statement. Uh, King Warren Mordesta uh, 
to the knowledge of Arestia is several millennia old and therefore uh the, the first fang uh the first fang and or sorry the first claw and the first fang is the other group oh so okay the the first yeah, claw the first claw are similarly aged but uh not quite the same right so they're about they're about as uh old as Adira, technically. Yep. So you travel onward. And, oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So no, I was just gonna say, like, uh, like he, as he's having the conversation, um, I feel like Adira's probably got Baron foremost on her mind. Uh Kumiho's eyes are on a swivel, just he can't stop looking towards the light, but he's also looking around to see if uh, any monsters seeing the light are going to start, you know, overtaking them. So he'll be uh, not like not trying to say like I'm on constant alert, but he is uh, less focused on. He's just sweet feet knows the way he sweet feet can travel just fine. But uh, Kumiho is uh, just expecting some sort of ambush or something. Go ahead being a perception. God damn it, now you really said wanna... you were on alert. We're gonna get I didn't, yeah. I'm... If I would have said nothing, it wouldn't have... Okay, whatever. Perception. <laughs> I just wanted to, like, paint the picture of him. No, yeah, uh, no, that makes absolute sense, because Adira is focused on Baron. She's probably playing little road games with him, whatever. Yeah, you know, little travel like games or whatever. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, uh, so I got a 20. I spy with my little eye an ancient red dragon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got a what? A 25? 20. A 20. Uh, so you would notice n- nothing, you know, extremely threatening, uh, as it's observed. Uh, but, uh, you would notice that several forms of endemic life, uh, far more than you would normally see on a trip are heading west. Towards the mountains. Mm-hmm. They trying to uh, run away, outrun the sun. Yeah, basically. And I mean, most of these things are effectively animals. They think they probably think it's fire. Right. Uh, so they are they are heading away from that light. Brigard was here. He would be cleaning up with all the free game running by. <laughs> <laughs> If Brigard was here, somebody in the party would have a high enough nature check for us to know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> if Brigard was here, Rick would have teleported us to Sanguine already. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, this, this is the new game. If Rick. Brigard was here. <laughs> Rick can cast interplanetary teleport at this point. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so next Destrous episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna go. You see that's you see that star? Yeah, that's not a star. That's a planet. We're there. <laughs> the crossover begins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be so difficult to play. <laughs> I think the problem would be getting back. <laughs> My throat hurts trying to do Brigard and Kumiho in the same night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm isolating that. 
<laughs> nice. Uh, oh shit. Uh so yes, you you continue on. There there's nothing attacking you. Uh, Kumiho, with your 20, you would notice high in the sky. Normally, something like this would be invisible, practically, um, due to the darkness and its distance. But with the sky lightening ever so slightly, you see a large flying figure silhouetted against the sky. And you're not entirely sure what it is, but it's quite distant given the speed that it's moving. But it's also quite large given how much space it takes up. So there is something up there, but it's so distant. It doesn't seem to be interested in you at all. It's just whatever it is. He wasn't whatever it is. kidding when he said ancient red dragon. Yeah. No, I, I was. It's not an ancient red dragon. How many teams of assassins right now are getting their shit kicked because it's no longer nighttime? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably not that many because they're just good at staying in the whole in clans the dark of anyway. ninjas were just wiped out because the sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's now a thriving business on the light side of the world turning dark. <laughs> they're just like the animals; they're just running towards the darkness. Yep. Okay, so the village, Sean. That's that's where we're going. You, yes, that is where you're going. You can see uh, a bit further up the road, uh, thanks to your newly found, uh, like, ambient light, that there seems to be some sort of, uh, some sort of structure at the side of the road. And, uh, like, the road widens a little bit as well. So you approach closer, and indeed there is a sizable inn at the side of the road. Though, upon close inspection, there doesn't seem to be anyone around. Yeah, I was going to ask, are there horses uh, tied up outside? There's nothing? No. Smoke coming from the building? Nope. Uh, Kumiha. Yes. Why don't you, uh, if you feel safe enough doing it on your own, go inside and poke around and see if you can figure out what's happened, where everybody's at. Yes, absolutely. I will. I'll let you know. And uh, Kumiho spur sweet feet on. And uh, as he dismounts, though, he's going to uh, draw out his crossbow. Just uh, but have it right. hanging low. Okay. So uh, if you approach the front door, you will find that it is uh, it is chained. It oh. doesn't seem to have like a proper like lock built into it, but uh, with a with a nearby uh, loop of fence and and the door handle, uh, there is a chain run between them with a padlock. Are there windows in this building? Yes, they uh, have the shutters closed, however. And I can't peer like in between. These are perfectly yeah, you, made you, you shutters. Can, you can try peek, peek between. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I do have as a Kasune, I have uh, low light, I should say. All right. So it is quite dark inside uh, just because all the shutters are closed and everything. And even the light that you do have is not very bright at this point. It's like the sun has not actually crested at this point. This is just the refractive light kind of dancing across the sky. 
mm-hmm. still. Um, terrifying. So you, you peek inside and it's still quite dark. You can barely make anything out. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any uh, anything lit within. Um, uh, do you have scent? I don't think I do. I was looking at that uh, last session and no, I've, I don't believe I do. Let me. Uh, I think you I do have... in Fox form, but that's okay. I just didn't know if you had it in Kitsune form. Yeah, no, I just did a control F on uh, D20 PFSRD and I do not have scent. Okay. Uh, so, but he'll uh, kind of hush whisper, hello, um, worried travelers are in need of shelter. Is anyone in there? There's we have coin. no response. The, the silence comes back at you. It's empty. It's kind of just like the place doesn't feel like abandoned. Um, like it doesn't look like it's been this way for a while from what you can tell mm-hmm. uh, but there is no response no smell of uh, cooked food um, like if you if you put your nose up to the, the window um, it doesn't smell like anything's been cooked super recently Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to like circumvent a scent. Up. I was just like a no, no, no. Yeah, ambient. Like pe- people can smell. It's yeah. just scent is like many times better. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, I'll I'll look over to um, the carriage and just kind of give a, a shaking my head sort of thing, shrug, and uh, go to the door and um, shake the chain. I'm opening the door. I am armed, but I mean no harm. We just need shelter. All right. So, how do you want to remove the chain? Um, by checking for traps. Uh, no. Um, disabled <laughs> <laughs> uh, device. Oh, I think I did put a skill in that, or I gave it to Brigard. Nope, I gave it to uh, Kumiho. Yeah, I have a disabled device. All right. So, do you have thieves' tools? No, I'm a paladin. All right. So you can make a check, <laughs> but it takes a minus two. Okay. Uh, it's a plus four, so it's not terrible. Yeah, because you, you like go around, you find some like twigs or something to sort of get make by with it, mm-hmm. but you take a minus two for having yeah, improvised so that's, tools. Yeah, that's a four. I was hoping it was like uh, a legit, just a chain wrapped around the door a bit, but yeah. So you, you like four. shove some twigs in there and twist them around, and then you can't pull them out. Um. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I'm doing this. Anybody else here know how to pick a lock? Uh, I have another idea. <laughs> the kid yeah. before he forgot <laughs> that he was an adult. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, um, Aristia has gotten have, off of uh, her oh, horse no. and okay. I should say I have alchemist fire. No, we're not going to burn it down. <laughs> or no, no, sorry, no, sorry. Acid flask. Sorry, I meant just for the chain. Sorry, no. I, uh, I was, acid does hurt metal, but it's it's got to be a lot. Like you could use an acid flask on like a wire and expect it. Oh yeah, you could probably go through the wood. Is unless Aristia. But I mean, you could probably also just pull on it and break the latch too. So. Uh, for, like it's this doesn't feel like a very paladin windows. thing to do, though. Yeah, neither of those. Two. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Or yeah. break the window. 
But my need Arrest. is more than their need. I think we discussed Arrest. that last session. Sorry. Arrestia, by this point, while you're considering, like, you're going through your bag and figuring <laughs> out what's going on, Arrestia's just walked up. She pulls her mace out and just hits the lock and it breaks. Nice. So that's a fun scene. Just imagine just her just pulling it out. Just boom. Whack. I I had it, but thank you. Uh, and he'll uh, pull his crossbow out. I couldn't tell if anything was in there. But we should be cautious. Well, if there is anything in there and it's not friendly, you've got a crossbow and I have a mace. We are now opening the door. If you are sensitive to light, I would move away from the doorway, please. We mean you no harm. There is no response. Uh, he's going to hold his crossbow up uh, nod to uh, Aristia. He's not breaking his oath by not opening the door. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be... Yeah, it was mostly flavor. <laughs> yeah, she'll she'll open the door. And it it creaks a little bit. You know, it's a it's a well used door. Uh not well oiled, but well used, so it's not super creaky. And uh it's just sort of this irreverence through the through the room and it sounds very empty. It is a little bit warmer inside, though. Just a just a hair. I think Adira will, will just kind of call out and be like, whoever owns this place probably either left after the cataclysm or left after the was obvious the things in the sky were changing position. They likely didn't want to be out here in the middle of nowhere with all this stuff going on. Yes, that's most logical. Uh, could I do a survival check to see if uh, recent boot prints or anything? Yeah. Don't know why I didn't think of this before. And uh, whether uh, let me let me just do the check first. So um, like weather wise, has there been uh, precipitation? Uh, Thirteen. Uh, not much in terms of your knowledge. There's like morning dew, like it's humid ish, but it's not really been raining. Um, you got a what? 13, sorry. 13. Mm -hmm. So you look around and like there's shallow, you know, like scuffle boot marks and whatnot all over the place. This isn't in. Uh, but what you, you kind of like look around a bit more and you find over by the side where there's a sort of stables um, that there are some recent uh, hoof marks that lead away from the inn and head up the road in the same direction you were originally traveling. Uh, traveling to or from? To. Like, okay. No, I just want to make sure I understood right. No, you're good. So somebody left here headed towards Sanguine. Yes, it seems they went to town. Well, I mean, it makes sense. If if everything started going to hell and you were out here by yourself, you'd probably want to go somewhere safer. Agreed. And an inn like this likely wouldn't have more than a handful of guests at any given time. Uh, perhaps yeah, was, some locals that live in the nearby nature. Yeah, I was going to ask if there were any homes or anything nearby, or is this just the only structure within sight? Uh, go ahead and make me perception. Okay. 
been doing so great. Should have said that. Ten. Uh, looking around, you can see like a path, like across the across the road. There's like seems to be like a, probably a footpath, uh, off into the woods. But you don't really take note of anything more than that. Well, I say we just go ahead and uh, stop for the night. We've pushed ourselves pretty hard to get here, and then get some rest, and then head on towards Sanguine. Yes, uh, this was a, a dead end. Uh, let's keep an eye out for a, a horse, though. Well, do you want to stay in the mansion tonight, or do you want to stay out here? I will stay out. I will keep watch. I don't really want to leave Sweet Feet alone. All right, well, I'm going to keep Baron inside. I don't think it's, it's safe for him to be out right now. Agreed. Let's see. It's a lot different than my home. It's a lot more dirt, a lot more uh, trees, a lot less stone. I know, sweetie. It all feels very, very odd and strange to you, but... We're, we're going to keep you safe, and we're going to help you get this figured out, okay? Okay. And uh, she'll kind of look over at Aristi and, and be like, were, were you able to prepare that spell? She nods. Then I think we should attempt that tonight. I might be able to help him recover something. As you like. I think we should check around a bit more. Make sure this place is secure. I am completely out of spells and... Well, don't. I mean, if somebody wants to uh, watch Baron for me, Kumiho and I can take a look around in the, the surrounding area. Yes, Baron, you must be getting hungry by now. Would you care for a, a snack? I, that would be nice, yeah. Well, anything you like want that. for my friends inside, they will provide it for you within reason. All right. And I take it you open the mansion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you putting the portal to the mansion inside the building or outside the building? Uh, inside the building. Uh, that way, if we need a barricade, we have another layer they have to get through to get to us. And uh, he's going to uh, coax Sweet Feet inside as well. Uh, okay. Inside the inn, rather not inside the, the mansion. Right. So you, you get Sweet Feet in. You let Baron go inside. Uh, Arestia will pick uh, up. She says, I'll watch the boy for you. Thank you, dear. Clint will uh, Clint will be outside. He's screaming. It would appear this place is called the Tact Pebble. Uh, I've marked it on the map. All right. Well, you should probably stay inside with Aristia and Baron until we're through scouting around. I don't want something sneaking up on you while we're gone. Of course. Um, one more. And he'll he'll head inside and uh, allow me to check some. Uh, and he heads back behind the counter and he just looks around for a little bit. All right, Kumiho, let's you and I take a look around. Absolutely, let's go. And he's got his crossbow out still. All right. So yeah, I will activate my armor as we set off. All right. So how are y'all doing this? Um, 
I think we should probably, if there's locals about, they're 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 probably going to be down that path. So we should probably look down that path. Yep. Okay. So you continue down that path, and about maybe five minutes uh, or so. It's not like a super heavily walked path, but you figure there's one, maybe two people that regularly use it. Like it's cleared. Um, and you come across a small sort of shack. Adira will just walk up and knock on the door. Like she's she's not assuming hostility at this point. Uh, there is no response. And it's obviously a small enough shack that somebody would have heard right. it if they're in there. Right. And then she'll try the door, see if it's unlocked. Uh, it has, like, it opens a little bit, and then it, like, hangs on something. That's fine. She's just going to peer inside. Okay. So, looking inside, go ahead and make me a perception. Ah! I rolled a nat 20. (laughs) Uh, what is my perception? Is 6, uh, 26. Alright, so inside is a very simple living situation. Um... Like not even like a kitchen or or anything like that. It's just a small like living space, a small area for like sitting and uh, having things. You can tell that there's a rack on the wall that is missing some objects from it. What is meant to hang there, you're not sure. But you can see like wear marks on the wall where obviously something is regularly placed and removed from that spot. You can also see just inside the door. Uh, there appears to be a very simple like rope and wood mechanism that acts as uh, the lock for the store. You could probably press against it to actually open the door all the way. I don't think she's necessarily wants to go rummaging around in other people's stuff. She's just mm-hmm. interested to see if it looks like somebody's been there recently or if it's been abandoned. Uh, it for it a definitely while. still looks lived in. Um, and there is a not exactly pleasant, but not overpowering scent either. Uh, so it, it definitely smells lived in. Lived in how? Like miner smell? Farmer smell? Uh, like person who uh, lives out in the woods smell. Yeah, yeah. Turn around to, to Kumiho and be like, uh, well, whoever lives here is not currently at home. Yes, and I don't see or hear anything out here, do I? Um, you don't see or hear anything currently, but uh, you would know that if somebody is around, you could probably track them in your fox form. Uh, yeah, yeah. Perhaps a different tactic, and he'll uh, sling his crossbow back over. Um, are we about to say something before I... No, no, no. Okay, um... I'll take a sniff around, see if maybe someone's hiding. They may be wary of travelers. That's fair, given all that's going on. And uh, he'll give a little shudder and uh, turn into a little fox form. Now, when I'm in fox form, I still have two tails, correct? Or is it like a legit? Okay. Uh, So, yeah, uh, there's a little red fox sitting in front of you, and he just starts sniffing the air, sniffing the ground, sniffing the... um, the home, the shack, rather. 
All right, you definitely pick up the scent of a distinct individual. Uh, go ahead and make me a survival check. Okay, now I need to pull up fox form thing so I can, because uh, I'm pretty sure I have a different bonus. No, it doesn't change any of your mental stats. I, I won't get like a, okay, I figured I got like some sort of, uh, okay, that's fine. You, you get scent, which lets you do things you normally can't do. Okay, 14. 14. So you sniff around and you follow the scent and it kind of goes off and you notice like it's even fainter because of less, not even like less regular use, but less specific. Like I walked this exact way, Um, but generally you find an area that between several trees is a little more trodden. Like somebody goes out in this general direction pretty often to take a Uh, leak. Perhaps um, you do smell a little bit of refuse, but not uh, not overpoweringly so. Not like this is like the toilet. Um, gotcha. But the world's my toilet. <laughs> the world is my <laughs> toilet. Um, and however far you want to go into it, you follow. You can follow this trail out into the woods. Uh, I I will go a little bit, but um, I, I'm, I'm kind of trusting and expecting uh, Adira to stay. Not not like on me, but within you know sight. Yeah, like she, we, she's we, we've been tra- behind you. Yeah, we've been traveling a while. We we kind of maybe have a rapport at this point of skulking around investigations. Uh, so yeah, he's sniffing around, following it. We'll stop, look back, um, then continue on. Like, and I think every every little bit, like she would call out, like, "Hello, hello." Yeah, he'll poke like his head up. Try, she's not trying to sneak up on anybody. Yeah. All right, so you're traveling forward. And uh, you're shouting out, hello, hello. And after a while, uh, you'll, you'll hear a voice. Who's that? Oh, uh, my name is Adira. We're, we're travelers. We're down the road and... The inn seems to be abandoned, and we saw the footpath and came across a little shack, so we thought someone might be out here. Uh, yeah, Moxie left out uh, yesterday. Um, oh, was it early? Oh, I suppose I've been out in a while, and it might have been earlier today. Anyway, Moxie went out. Uh, he said he was heading down the town to see what the hell was going on with the sky. That's that's the big question. I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, what's your name? Name's Alvin. Uh, well, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I, I, I've, can you tell me anything about the area? Is it okay? Some places have been having a hard time since the ring broke. I uh, we've we've had a bit of trouble, but. Uh, as long as, as long as we stay away from the woods near the mountains, we tend to be fine. Uh, there's been odd shit here and there, to be honest. But uh, from what I've heard on the road, it's a lot worse up north. Uh, we don't get much news from down south. Or, of course, I mean, there's the ravine between here and Voidosa. So you got to go a lot further north or a lot further south and east before you get any uh, travel points from there. 
Uh, well, Starlight is pretty much completely destroyed. I did something about that. Yeah, pe- big bunch of people came through some bad, bad a month back and uh, carrying horrible news with them. And now there but, are some kind of odd red creatures that are taking over the wildlife in the areas up there. Uh, I see nothing like that then here. They're, they're pretty dangerous. Uh, they start out like small animals, like squirrels and such, but then they eat larger things and transform into them. Oh, that's awful. I hope they stay up there. Uh, and like, you haven't really seen them at this point, but like, you hear like leaves, uh, you know, underfoot and stuff. And this scraggly, kind of middle aged looking dude with unkempt hair and tattered, but thick clothes kind of wanders out of the bush. Uh, he's got a bow and an arrow. Just not a really good one, but something that looks functional. I, uh, I'm guessing that if all that's out here is uh, the inn and your cabin, there's not much of a town. Uh, there's, there's several people here's, here's about, but most of them not not the most personable of folk. They come out here to live alone, you know? Oh, that's or, fair or enough. The, we were just... A lot of us are hunters. Uh, we, make, we make trades with Marxie, make sure that the the inn's stocked. And in trade, we, you know, we get baths, we get food cooked nice and through, things like that. Sometimes a nice bed to sleep on. That's understandable. We were just hoping that maybe we could find somebody that... Uh... I don't know. One of our party members, uh, he's he's had an accident and he's suffering from severe amnesia. What's, what's that? Some kind of disease? Uh, it means that he can't remember things. He he has forgotten everything that has happened since he was a small child. Uh, my, my nan was like that. So we were hoping there might be somebody around who could assist with that, but doesn't seem likely. Uh, no, not not likely. I mean, maybe. There's a here that he's about, but I ain't seen her in a while, and um, I don't know if she'd much like for strangers or not. That's all right. It's understandable. Uh, so you're a hunter, huh? Uh, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a hunter, but I do hunt, yes. What kind of game is around? I I usually get rabbits, um, foxes, like your friend there. Um, <laughs> well, I've never seen one with two tails before. That's that's uh, interesting. Um, he, he's a friend of mine, so let's let's not hunt him. Oh yeah, I ain't gonna kill no one's pet misses. That's rude. <laughs> uh, but I uh, you know get a bit of deer here and there. Now and again, uh, sometimes some goats and boar. Mostly, though, it's going to be rabbits, foxes, and uh, occasionally a nice big bird. Well, due to Kumiho's magic, we uh, we have a ready supply of, of very good food. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if you wanted to join us for dinner tonight. You're welcome. Oh, he was certainly going to beat uh, rabbit ta ta <laughs> uh, I'll gladly accept then uh, it, it, wait, it's not going to cost me nothing in it 
It's not going to cost you anything. Oh, good then. I ain't got much in the way of coin. And none of us do around here. Well, I suppose if you're in the practice of trading, then coin's not that important. Exactly. I mean, Marxy makes coin, of course, off the traveling folk, but we don't much deal in it. All right. Uh, Kumiha, you, you have no objections, do you? Uh, Kumiha will uh, shudder again and pop up. Not at all. I, a friend. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> ah, it's okay. I told you the fox was my friend. I my told name... you he was like a bit uh, What? He's uh, one of those uh, kids, And <laughs> Have you heard of him? Let's find out. No! I never heard of that. He's a fox person. Or like a werewolf. No. He should be. He should be wary, Miss. He's he's not like a werewolf. He can't uh, he can't turn anybody else into a fox person. And she is far more powerful than I am. You should fear her more than me. And nobody should be fearing anybody. <laughs> he like suddenly looks very uncertain. I guess I, I maybe didn't convey that. That was supposed to be a, a joke in character, <laughs> but uh, maybe Kumiho doesn't have the best of uh, delivery. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's like, smiling like I don't uh, know if that's going to translate well uh, for someone who's diplomacy. never maybe okay. diplomacy we'll see, okay. how it, we'll see how it pumps I get a plus three if they're also an Abadarian uh nah this guy I, I didn't really think so Rastian. yeah it's a 16 16's good so so he's smiling you know for, for all the good that'll do to someone who's never seen something like him he is smiling as he says this um Please, there's more than enough room for you and anyone you could bring with you. Um, right, I don't know if anyone else run off, but uh, I think I heard Nasta poking about a couple hours ago looking for something. All right, well, if you want to go round up whatever friends you have, you, you can all just meet us over by the end. All right, can do. And then... Uh, as her and Kumiho leave, once she's pretty sure they're a pretty decent way away from this guy, she's going to be like, Kumiho. Yes. You need to bring all that stuff out of the inn. That woman just went to town to find out something, and we just broke into her place. These are her friends. Should I go on ahead? Yes. Okay, uh, he'll shift back into form. He has a faster speed as Fox form, and uh, we'll uh, run his his self uh, back to the inn. All right. So you head, you head back up that way. The The one problem is the you can't repair the broken lock unless you... you yes, I can. <laughs> okay, you can. That's going to take 10 minutes, though. That's fine. For hit point. So chances are it'll still be broken. It'll just look better. Um... So you spend some time, you get the lock back into a uh, more or less decent uh, state and, uh, and and rechain the door. It's not perfect, but it'll it'll do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to just put the portal to the mansion out here somewhere. So with that, 
there. You'll you'll have finished just in time for uh you you would see Halvin uh coming up the path and he he's just like Hi there, Co uh Hi there, Fox Man and Golden Lady. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, name is Zira. I'm Alvin, but you know that. <laughs> so uh I brought some friends. This is Nasta, and he points at a uh, a dwarven man that's a little bit better kempt, but <laughs> still very wild looking. Uh, he uh, he seems to be uh, uh, wearing some light armor, um, not like really combat heavily focused. It seems more like a in case an animal hits me kind of look to it. Right. Uh, and and this is this is Maven Mara. They're a they they're a pair. What lives out here? One one of them's a, a hunts a bit like me, but uh, Mara there she makes uh, she makes some leather and and whatnot from from them. So uh, these these are all I could find. I think the others might have moved on, or perhaps they're just out hunting a bit further on. But I told him all. You got some food for everyone. Oh, we have better than that, basically. Kumiho's uh, little magic mansion. The servants can bring you just about anything you desire to eat or drink. So, uh, did you hear that? They got a magic mansion. This is some so that's like, some classy shit. <laughs> uh, it, and of course, it, if you want access to baths and such as that. You, you're welcome to them. I right, go. Nas- Nasser's is like. You might give that to Alvin. He hasn't had a he hasn't had a bath in three weeks. <laughs> I ain't brought enough rabbits. <laughs> always, always spends his trade on on booze and bed. Ever on the water. Well, there's there's booze too, so. I suppose just come in and make yourself comfortable. Yes, help yourself to the carafe of wine. I just brewed it this morning. <laughs> Nasa's like, you don't brew wine, mate. Uh, he'll just chuckle and just kind of wave his hands. I kind of do. Mm-hmm. Is it bubbly then? And he kind of like just walks in. Like, and Adira's going straight away to check on Baron. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kumiho's standing outside. He just kind of, like, graciously beckons them to, to enter. He's going to stay outside for a bit longer. All right. Uh, uh, Maeve and Mara uh, are both... Uh, they stay outside with Kumiho and are, are like, never seen someone like you before. Yes, uh, my kind don't tend to travel this far south, it appears. I'm from Caravel originally. Oh, um, Halvin's never even heard of one of you, but uh, Maeve's familiar, at least. Uh, stories are down in the southern uh, ice marshes. There's there's a whole uh, like little village of fox people. To the south, you say? Yeah, uh, just um, on your way to the twilight. Uh, there's ice marshes between here and there. Stories say they got some really strange culture. I may have to check it out after we 
complete the quest we are set upon. Well, that if you if you ever you know make any friends down there, send them back our way. Uh, you seem to be a nice lot of people. Oh, I I do my best, and yes, uh, if I do meet anyone, I should tell them of the beauty of this area, for it is quite nice. It's not filled with the hustle and bustle of a large city. It's nice to breathe fresh air. Yes. Uh, there's strangeness going on now, but we were always safe in the near the mountains until recently. Um, anything? Okay. I'm going to sound stupid asking this, but um, apart from the sky changing at the new year and then the sky changing most recently and the red monsters, is there anything else you mean by that statement? What red monsters? You haven't seen the red bastards that we've ran into? And no, we haven't seen anything like that. And uh, my voice can't really do that right now. I'm going to detail, just quickly explain the uh, the little red monsters that uh, eat other, bite other things and then turn it or eat other things. Then, yeah, they shake their heads. I need water. They're like, no, we haven't seen anything like that. It's no people have gone up towards the mountains and they don't come back. We're not sure what it is, but we've just learned to stay away since the new year. Are you all armed? Do you have access to ways of protecting yourselves? I mean, uh, Maeve has a bow and knife and a couple of axes. Um, Master forges more, but I think he has a hatchet. Um, Halvin's got a bow. Uh, he had a knife, but I think he lost it. It sounds like your blacksmith friend should focus on upgrading some of your equipment. Uh, the world is going through some changes right now, and blacksmith. it's best to be armed. No, not a not a forger. Forager. Oh, uh, my mistake. Your your accent. It's lovely, but it's not what I'm used to up in the north. Uh, well, yours isn't what we're used to down here. <laughs> yes, yes. Different cultures are coming together in these strange times. It perhaps. Do you get to sanguine very often? Hmm. And like Mara looks over at Maeve, and Maeve shakes her head. And uh, Mara's like, I've never been, and I don't think Maeve has either. It's in times like these, it may be good to lean on your neighbors that you can trust to help get you through these times. Uh, Tell me, the mountains, have they been peaceful up until recently? eh, Reasonably, yeah. I mean, you got things like bears and the occasional uh, bigger beast and monster out there, but, you know, nothing beyond what anywhere else would have. And there's a sea of dwarves up in that way, too, but you've got to go back around the crest and head into the head in between the two ranges to to get there easily. Have you had much dealings with them? Not recently, but I mean, over the years, yeah, they pass through now and again. And they are uh, amenable to other neighbors? 
I mean, most of the ones coming out are traders, merchants, things like that. They're they're here to buy and sell and be sociable. Uh, can't speak for the people in the city. But it's been some time since you've seen anyone, yes? Mm, yeah, probably the last ones of them through came about a month before the new year. They don't come through super often. But nothing since the new year? No. I imagine with everything that's going on, the dwarves will be locking themselves up in their cities. Yes, that's a tactic some use. No, there's not been a lot of people pass by since the first rush of people from Starlight and and the other uh, cities. Sorry, I was just, I'm looking at the map and I was just making sure I was oriented. Um, well, if, if you would like to go in and help yourself to any refreshment or any of the amenities my home offers, I can stand guard out here. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think we'll take you up on that. And they'll head inside. And with that, everyone, everyone will, you know, they'll take, they'll take their time. They'll eat. They'll be merry, uh, conversate. Baron is, I mean, doing about as well as he can at the moment. And Adira is very much trying to keep him entertained and yeah, uh, that should be easy enough. <laughs> he does seem generally a bit morose at times. Um, right. Like, she has plans for after everybody's gone and everything, uh, but that will be in next episode. All right. So that will be this Taraxian Nights. And we'll see you next time. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some...
until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We had an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Eterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.